Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm Angela Donatio, and each week I share compelling conversations with leading voices. They encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together we'll make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to February Moments That Matter. I hope you've had an amazing month. I cannot believe we're about to start the third month of 2024. I hope it's been a good year for you so far, and I hope that you are just loving the episodes here on the Make Life Matter podcast. I love having these conversations and bringing them to you and trusting God is doing amazing things in your life. So each month at the end of the month, I'll be taking you behind the scenes of ministry, adventures, things I'm loving, and insights that God is downloading. So February is all about leaving behind loneliness and taking the first step to friendship. We're going to talk about that for a minute today. Leading across generational lines and learning from my dad, and we were just at a recent experience together, and letting go of unhealthy expectations. Okay, so that's a mouthful. So let's just talk about some of these things today. Let's talk about leaving behind loneliness, leading across generational lines, and letting go of unhealthy expectations. I want to just take a moment and talk about these three episodes that we've had for February because we've touched on a number of these things. Sarah Frazier was here earlier this month in an episode called I Didn't Sign Up For This. And she talked about experiencing God's presence, understanding what he's doing even in unexpected seasons, and uh, leaning into his presence and his providence on our life. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode with Sarah, that's a powerful episode. Then Callie Logan was here. She talked about embracing singleness and celebrating God's plans for you right now, no matter where you are. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a moment about the difference between being alone and being lonely. And then Terry Christ was with us, an amazing pastor with a brand new book called Loving Samaritans. And he talked about ways it's possible to live a life of radical inclusivity without compromising one's beliefs or the truth of the gospel. And he didn't so much talk about leading across generational lines, but about cross-cultural lines and availing ourselves of every single possible opportunity to share the gospel right where we are in our own community. So those three episodes, so, so good. You're going to want to make sure that you listen to each one of those. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't ever miss an episode, guys. All right, so let's talk about leaving behind loneliness and taking the first steps to friendship. Well, we all know that we're stronger together. And if you're a woman listening, I talk about this a lot with women, that women are stronger together. And yet it's so easy for us to be guarded, for us to stay isolated, for us to um, just not really embrace each other. We can feel lonely. We can even be in a, a full room and still feel lonely. Well, this past week, we had at our church, River of Life, a a huge event for women, flourish event for women, where we just love on women. We have leadership events. We have uh, gatherings, large gatherings throughout the year. And Becky Harling came and she spoke on loneliness. And she talked about one of the first steps that we can do to, to move from feeling lonely, experiencing loneliness, and moving toward friendship. And that first step is changing the narrative that we tell ourselves. You know, the battle often begins in our mind, and that's where we win or lose this battle. And and knowing first and foremost that we belong to God, 
that we are loved by God. The enemy likes us to think that, that, you know, somehow we have to earn our love by God, or we have to earn being, um, you know, staying in the love of God. But, you know, Romans tells us, First John tells us, a number of scriptures throughout the Word of God tell us that we are loved by God because when we accept Him as our Savior, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We are loved by God as sons and daughters of the Most High God. So we don't need to do anything to earn His love. Now, once we know we're loved by God, we want to do things for Him. We want to serve Him. We want to live in alignment with His call and His purpose in our life. But that's a very different narrative and a very different posture than feeling like I have to earn God's love. So once we shift that narrative and we know that He loves us, we know that we belong to Him, That is the very first step from moving from a place of feeling lonely and feeling isolated and believing those lies of the enemy, living guarded from one another and taking that step toward friendship. And uh, another big point there is, you know, it's normal to feel alone. It's healthy to be alone. It's healthy to have times that we feel alone and say, listen, I'm going to carve out this time to be alone, alone with God, alone with my thoughts, maybe to journal, to process, to, to turn off the overstimulation of constant noise and activity of our culture, to quiet our mind, quiet our spirit, quiet chaos, uh, understand the narrative, even that we're telling ourselves to be alone is normal and healthy, but to be lonely is painful and unhealthy. So I, I want to encourage you to recognize the difference. Are you embracing seasons of feeling alone and, and carving out margin to be alone in your life? That's a good thing. That's a healthy thing that we all need. But if you're feeling lonely, then I encourage you start with changing the narrative in your own mind and in your own heart with the Lord, and then look for opportunities to connect with community. Maybe it's a small group in your church. Maybe it's having people over. Maybe it's inviting that that woman out for coffee or that guy out for coffee. If you're a man listening to say, what's a step that I can take to build community in my own life? So we can move from feeling lonely, even as Callie was talking about this month, you know, even as a single woman, she has found within the church that we can even idolize marriage and people then that are not married, maybe they want to be married, but God has not brought that person yet. Maybe they found themselves in an unexpected season of singleness. We can still embrace and celebrate being alone without the pain of feeling lonely. So if that's something you're wrestling with right now, I encourage you to go back and listen to the insights that Callie shared. So the second thing I want to lean into for a couple of minutes is how we lead across generational lines. This is another big moment that's been a part of my life in February. Flourish was a big part of my life, ministering to women, loving on women, being uh, in relationship with with women in my life and building community. But secondly, I had the opportunity to go to synergize an interdenominational and intergenerational event in Florida from all, I think it was 70 or 80 different countries represented. 
and uh, denominations, uh, so many different denominations represented because the goal is that we are working together to see the fulfillment of the Great Commission. And so we all have that common ground. And I was uh, able to speak with my dad. We shared a breakout on leading across generational lines. If you have not picked up a copy of our book, he and I authored the book, Brave Enough to Believe, How the Life of Doubting Thomas Answers Our Hard Questions. It released a year ago in English and it just came out in Spanish. So both of those English and Spanish versions are available on my website, angeladenadio.com, available on Amazon, Christian Book, anywhere that you buy books. We would love to get copies in your hands. And especially if you're leading, there's free leader's guides on my website in both English and Spanish. And so we shared a breakout on how to lead across generational lines. And one of the key points that we talked about was honor. I feel like we're living in a culture that that we don't we're, we're losing the value of honor, honoring the previous generation, <clears throat> honoring the younger generation, honoring those who think differently than we do. My husband and I pastor a very diverse church, and we believe in unity of vision, but diversity of thought and diversity of how we approach accomplishing the vision that God has put in our heart. And we see that in 30 plus ethnicities that attend our church, people from, they come from different walks of life, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different denominational affiliations. Even though we are under the umbrella of the Assemblies of God and affiliated with the AG, and my husband and I are both ordained Assemblies of God ministers, we have a lot of different backgrounds in our church. So sometimes we don't always even approach scripture the exact same way, but we're going to agree on the closed hand, non-negotiable issues, and we're going to learn to honor each other even if we don't agree. And I think that's a crucial element that a lot of us um, can miss, especially in a very contentious culture, is it is possible to honor someone and not agree with them. That means to hold space for someone else's experience. Maybe you disagree with something that they're saying or an opinion that they might have, but you can ask open-ended questions like, well, tell me more about that. Well, that's a unique perspective I haven't thought of before. How did you come to feel that way about this particular issue that maybe we're discussing? And that can be a catalyst moment for you to not only maybe move into a deeper conversation, uh, bring in some biblical truth, but to start with a place of empathy, to start with a place of, of genuine longing to understand where the other person is coming from. And my dad and I wrote this book together, meaning every chapter we wrote together, not I wrote a chapter, then he wrote a chapter, but we merged two voices, two generations, a male and a female perspective, two different you know, we live completely in different parts of the of the country. And we wrote this together over FaceTime calls and Google Docs. And we've worked together over the last year to see it translated into Spanish, to see it into the hands of so many men and women across the United States and now around the world. We saw it going into countries all over the world. Uh, there at Synergize, countries like the Philippines, Israel, Nigeria, Guyana, Fiji, Bahamas, Cuba, just to name a few. But that means we've got to decide that we're going to work together for kingdom purpose. We're going to learn how not to silo ourselves, which is the same conversation we were just having about being lonely, and knowing that we're going to go further together. We're going to do more for the kingdom together. Now, I don't mean compromising on your biblical 
truth and biblical positions, which is what Terry Christ and I talked about in Loving Samaritans. But I mean, working across lines to say, hey, we may disagree a little bit on a few things, but we agree on the main core issues, the fundamental non-negotiable issues of the Bible, the deity of Christ, so many things that we all can agree on that don't get in the weeds and say, how can we work together? How can we partner together for kingdom purpose? And one of those ways is to honor one another, even if we disagree with them. Hold space for someone else's experience and and just see what the Lord might do. And I would love, again, for you to get a copy of Brave Enough to Believe or get a copy of it in Spanish. So we've talked a little bit today about leaving behind loneliness and taking the first step for friendship. We've talked a little bit about leading across generational lines and learning from my dad how to honor one another, how to believe for the impossible. I have watched my dad pray and pray and pray, and now we're living in the fulfillment of some of his prayers, seeing uh, this book in everything from inmates in prisons across the United States to college students to chaplains on university campuses to uh, now in other countries. And the backbone of all of that, guys, is prayer. It's, it's asking God to do what only God can do. We do our part, but he does what only he can do. And finally, I just want to end with letting go of unhealthy expectations. Earlier this month on my social media channels, I posted a video that was pretty transparent about some struggles I was having with with feeling the weight of other people's expectations. And maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there right now. And what do we do when we feel the weight of unhealthy expectations? I would love for you to follow me on social media so that you can really uh, just listen to the entire, watch the entire video. It's only about five minutes long. The whole video that I shared there about expectations, you can follow me on Facebook and social media on Instagram. And I put both of those right here in the show notes for you. But we, we can struggle at times with unhealthy expectations. I'm not talking about normal amount of expectations that we should all live with and fulfill for one another. But when I was wrestling with this, the Lord brought to mind that even Jesus did not live by all the expectations that others tried to put on him. He lived by what his father told him to do. And the most important thing that we can do is to know the voice of God and know what he's asking us to do. And this might change from season to season. Wherever you are, you might be in a season with young littles running around the house and what he's asking you to do and to be in the season might look different than maybe someone who's retired or a grandma that's you know doting on, as Becky did this past week, and her 14 grandchildren. It's a new season. From, from 2016 to 2020, Becky Harling, who I was just talking about, um, had shared with us at Flourish, she and her husband traveled to, to almost 70 countries. But that season has shifted post-COVID, and now she's in the season of writing and speaking and loving on her family. And so understanding the season he's asking us to do will help us to frame out what we do with expectations. So when I was praying about this, and I shared this in this video that I want you to go watch on, on my Facebook or my Instagram channels, the Lord said this to me, you can either live by assignment or you can live by expectations, but you're not going to do both. You can either live by assignment, meaning the assignments God gives us, the assignments from the Lord, or we can live by expectations, but we're not going to do both. 
And I want to live by God's assignments on my life. Guys, that's what we want to do. We can lean into the grace of God in our lives. We can let go of people's disappointments because at times, sometimes living by assignment might mean that we don't meet everyone's expectations. And that's going to have to be okay. That means those expectations were man-made. They did not come from God. So we have to pray, God, would you give me the grace to be obedient? And would you give me the grace to be okay if others don't understand what you're asking me to do? Listen, guys, God is calling us to live on assignment, and that's to be aligned with the will of God for our lives and our generation. And only you are going to know what those assignments are. They're going to come to you through prayer, through worship, through time alone with God, like I just talked about a minute ago, quieting your heart, quieting your mind and saying, God, where is your grace on my life right now? What are you calling me to do? What assignments do you have for me in this season? Where am I carrying expectations that are not from you? Where am I feeling like I'm 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 wrestling so much with feeling crippled or paralyzed by what other people are expecting of me that I'm not being obedient to what God is expecting of me? Only you're going to know that. Now you can you can flesh that out in community with people that love the Lord, that are close to God's heart, and that also have your heart and your best interests at mind. And I strongly encourage you to do that. But just remember that we are called to live by assignment and to let go of unhealthy expectations. And when we do that, we're going to live in the fullness of God's power and his presence in our lives. So I'm praying for you. I pray that these episodes have encouraged your heart encouraged your life and you're just seeing here just some snapshots into the assignments God has put on my life to write to author books and in this case a book with my dad to lead across generational lines to learn from what my dad has has developed in his own personal life with the Lord his own alone time that now has spilled over and the overflow is in books is in opportunities to minister with him like we did at Synergize is now seeing it in the hands of of all over the world and and my part of my assignments includes loving on women loving on leaders being there for women in this season and and hearing God's heart helping women to build community to form relationships to know the value of, of working together across, you know, all different kinds of, of age brackets and, and, uh, seasons of where we're are, where we are in our life. And then knowing that if we're going to fulfill those assignments, we've got to let go of the things that are not from the Lord. And I'm, I don't just mean bad things like, you know, the things that are not honoring to God that don't line up with his word, but I mean, even good things that are competing with God things. Because it's often, and and I'm guilty myself, we just try to take on too many things. And so the good then ends up competing with God's best. So can I just encourage you as you, you know, hop off of listening to this podcast, would you just say, Lord, right now, would you help me? Would you help me to let go of any unhealthy expectations I'm carrying so that I can truly hear your heart? Would you help me to be okay with being alone? and listening, quieting my heart so that I can really hear your assignments? Would you help me to leave behind loneliness and take the first step and to help me change the narrative that maybe I'm telling myself to spend time with you, God, and to renew my heart, renew my mind with the word of God. Stop believing the lies of the enemy that you're not valuable, 
that you don't you don't bring something to the kingdom and to others. And would you just, Lord, help me to lead across lines, whether they're generational, gender, maybe differences in opinions, to say, hey, tell me more. What can I learn from you in this season, just like I have from my dad? So I'm praying for you guys. I love you. I pray God's best over your life, your heart, your mind, and the assignments that God brings your way. Be sure to follow me on social media. I'm there on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I post a few times a week, encouraging content to help you to continue to just move forward in the call of God on your lives. And uh, and if you have not joined my my uh, email newsletter, you can do that at, a- at AngelaDonatio.com. That is my website, and you'll be up to date on the latest things that are happening. Get a copy of Brave Enough to Believe. And, uh, and let me know how these, these resources are encouraging you, whether it's social media content, books I'm writing, or speaking somewhere. I'd love to come to speak and share my heart with you. And uh, maybe you hop on my website and see some of the books and resources and what God has been saying through my heart and how that might bless your church, your women's organization. And, uh, and I'd love to come and visit you. And so you can fill out that contact form right there on my website. And uh, I'd love to come see you. So I'm praying for you guys. Have a wonderful finishing up here of February. As you start a new month, here's some handles for you that we've talked about today. Take those uh, steps into March, leaving behind loneliness, taking the first step to friendship, leading across generational lines, and learning from one another and letting go of unhealthy expectations. You are loved. Keep making your life matter for the kingdom. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at AngelaDonatio.com, Facebook at AngelaDonatioVOV, and Instagram at AngelaDonatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.